Good evening, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us for another edition of Raising Vibration Radio. I'm your host, Reverend Raven, and tonight I have a special guest that has this beautiful energy, and I can't wait to share you share him with you all. His name is John Ferris, and John, tonight you decided that we're going to do a little prayer or meditation before the show starts, right? Yeah, I, I think that would be a, a good way to kick off things. And um, what I'd like to uh, pray and intend that um, everybody that's tuning in, uh, uh, just their uh, prayers and intentions in their lives just come out better than uh, you could have ever imagined. And that this show is... Um, full of joy and light and activations for those who um, participate in it. And um, that we just have an amazing show between us and um, looking forward to connecting with all your viewers and uh, listeners. All right. I'm ready for it. So let's go. Let's, let's get into that high vibration. Nice. So you had some uh, questions for me, yeah? Get this party started? Uh, no, uh, no, no, no. I thought we were going to do a quick meditation real quick. Oh, okay. You, I'm sorry. Let's yeah, do that. Okay. All right. So we're going to take a couple of deep breaths in. And we're just going to relax and we're going to feel the energy that's going on in this broadcast right now. And for you uh, listeners that don't join us live, just make sure you're not driving or anything like that. And just take a couple of deep breaths. And when you're taking those deep breaths in, when you're releasing, remember the gratitude that you have for being on this planet right now. There's some very exciting things going on right now in this very moment. So just have the gratitude for that. And we're just going to close our eyes and we're going to thank the universe for all the many blessings and love surprises that we witness every day. And I want to thank everybody that's joining us here live. And I want to thank John for giving us his energy this evening and being a part of the broadcast. Just feel And be sure to be thinking about your questions tonight that you might have for John, because we're here. We're going to go have a great show, but breathe in that energy, that beautiful light. You feel it coming from the crown, going through your whole body and exiting out to your feet to Mother Earth. Two more deep breaths. All right. Everyone, thank you so much for that. So, John, tell us a little bit about yourself, about you, the person, John, and your spiritual path. Oh, my gracious. Okay, so... 
Where to begin? I have um, had a lot of uh, careers in my life. Uh, I, I was actually in the army right out of high school for a couple of years in West Germany and uh, came back and um, not sure what I was going to do with my life at that point, but um, um, I had a fishing buddy in Virginia Beach, Virginia, where I grew up, and he, his roommate was a chef at a restaurant uh, down at the beach, and so I uh, became really interested in the culinary arts. I've always been a creative person, and so I went to a, a cooking school in, in New York at the Culinary Institute of America, and really found my passion there with, uh, with, with cooking and the culinary arts, and really rose to the uh, top of my game a couple years later where I became an executive chef at these uh, fishing lodges. I have uh, a past a past life with an ex-wife in a pastry shop during that time, but I, I had moved on and uh, moved to Aspen, Colorado. And there was a, the pastry chef there. He went up to Alaska every summer and uh, decided to invite me up there and I applied for the job and uh, spent four summers and a winter up there. And that probably was the, I, it was a really exciting time in my life, but I really got uh, super burned out working that hard. And so it was like this, what else am I going to do? What can, what else can I uh, transform myself into? And at that point I had um, kind of moved back to Virginia beach for a second. And then, uh, had this call to go out to California and, um, it's really interesting because I ended up in Humboldt County and was, uh, really, uh, I, I felt this deep calling for, uh, working with, uh, medical marijuana. And that was uh, a good 10 years of my life that uh, I, I lived there and uh, was involved with that. And, um, I guess at this point in time, I was really uh, very conscious and already had woken up and read a lot of books with, uh, I don't know, Barbara Masiniak and Bringers of the Dawn and and uh, read a lot of the Seth material, which really opened my eyes to consciousness and uh, beyond the 3D world and whatnot. So I was involved with that industry for about eight years. And I, I actually did a lot of tree climbing there as well. I, I learned how to climb trees and work for a company after my uh, culinary days. And around 2008, um, I became really allergic to uh, the medicine and even just a, 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 a vegetative leaf on my arm would cause this big red rash. And so I was for two years, I was asking spirit, please show me a new path in my life. And uh, two years, like I said, two years had gone by and I didn't really have any answers. And and there was this uh, one day, I, I call it the trick of the universe to get me started on this path with the jewelry and, and the activational amulets that I make. I um, I went into this um, a friend of mine shop and in, in, in the town that I lived in and I saw this most beautiful amulet that I'd ever seen. It had uh, all these tourmalines and these sweeping silver curls and whatnot. It was, it was, it was really just amazing. And I fell in love with it and I laid down the cash for it and I came home and I just couldn't stop looking at this thing. You know, I about slept with the thing, you know, so um, I was really in love with it uh, point being. And, 
Uh, the next day, that friend, she called me up and she's like, Ferris, you got to bring that back. That was my partner's. I wasn't supposed to sell that to you. And I was like, oh, my God, I was super heartbroken. And that was that I consider the trick of the universe. It was my um, it brought me to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm going to learn how to make one of these for myself. So I went down to the bead shop and uh, bought the tools. And then I figured out a couple of moves from this guy's website that I looked up. And I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop making these. I, I couldn't stop making amulets. I, I was just fascinated. It was like every night I, I didn't want to go to bed at night. I was like, please let me stay awake. And I just kept wanting to make these things. And within a month or so, I was shocked at the uh, skill level that I had. And I really feel like it was some sort of past life uh, remembrance that it was having. Right. So, so the story goes, I, I started selling them in around town. People loved them. And I was like, okay, well, I put a website together, you know, and, and I had a buddy put a really nice website together. My first website was called nameless light uh, creations. And uh, every day I'd look up uh, five to 10 galleries and email them around the country, New York and Aspen and San Francisco and different places like that. And nobody was picking me up. And um, I just kept at it and kept at it. And then one of my friends said, uh, Ferris, these are their crystals, their spiritual uh, spiritual amulets. You should find a town that 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 has that kind of vibration. And I had helped uh, a friend move to Sedona uh, 17 years prior to that. And so that popped in my mind. I was like, oh, Sedona. <laughs> so I sent out some um, emails to different uh, galleries around here and I got picked up. And I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. So they invited me, the gallery invited me out for a trunk show. And I knew that I was I'd pretty much done with Humboldt County and uh, it was really an amazing story because I came out here, did the trunk show, and I was like, okay, I really want to move to Sedona. I, wanna, I, had, a, I was, had a house at that point in time, and I was like, okay, what am I going to do with my house? Do I sell it? Do I rent it? Whatever. And I had a, a really nice grow shop in my backyard, and my friends are like, yeah, we want to we rent your house. And they gave me um, my mortgage payment in cash for the entire year, like 25K. Wow. To just uh, come out and start my life here in Sedona. So it was this wide open door that brought me to Sedona and um, came here. And I realized, you know, selling marijuana is easy. You know, it's kind of a no brainer. You know, I was right. like making right. plenty of cash and doing great with that. But it was really interesting because I really had to go through a lot of growth uh, with my self-worth and my value um, because I was afraid to charge for, for my work at that time. And Sedona, uh, if you've ever been here, it's really a lot of vortexes and a lot of vortex energy. So it really like it's like a crash course and uh, doing your work, doing your inner work. So. I've been on this path for uh, 11 years now, and for I, I, I've it seems like I've helped thousands of I've made thousands of these things, and there it's very interesting because they're much more than jewelry. They've uh, these amulets that I make. I'll show you one right here. 
this happens to be a Vogel, and we'll get into that a little bit later, but this is one of my most recent pieces. But my work has been tested on a radionics machine uh, to have a self-sustaining vitality rating, which means it, it, this radionics machine is a, a kind of a, a frequency reader, right? So right. It can the frequencies with people or soil or in this case, my amulets. So they were really uh, doing something for people. And, you know, I, I hear gorgeous and stunning is, is kind of that commonplace word for my work. But uh, to really, when somebody puts a piece on, if I'm at a show and they're either just like, wow, I could really feel that. I can really, it's doing something to my system. You know, some people will even break down in, in tears and, and, and just have this uh, emotional response from them. And to, you know, I've, I've been doing this for a while and I, at one point I was like, okay, so how can I make this tangible? I can talk about it all day for, uh, for you viewers out, viewers and listeners out there. Um, I can talk about it and you, you don't really have a picture. So what I did was I went down to one of the aura photoshops here in town that has a Carillion aura pho photography set up in there. In their oh, shop. nice. And I had had some pictures made, right? So I right. have a couple of those right here. So this is a picture of my aura before one of my amulets that I had on. And it's okay. You know, there's some yeah. cool colors in there and it's, and it's cool. Well, you're a deep thinker and you've got, uh, you've got some love energy in there. And there's a, there's a little kind of, um, the red is more like untamed energy, like you're working on. So I can see that. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. So then, so I tried out five different amulets and I just have one here, but this, this one was uh, one that I put on and it was really oh, amazing. Look like, at that. Look, like I have a purple Afro right now, right? Oh my God. You can see spirit in there. You can, you can see you, when you, when we talked about uh, the crown chakra, that photograph right there just reminds me of the ultimate energy coming in. And that's right? beautiful. Right. So they really are uh, doing something when when um, when you wear them. And I, I really feel that people that are uh, attracted to my work are getting ready for the next level of their life. So uh, there's a there's a process that I go through and it's it hasn't changed since day one for me um, starting this journey. And it is. Not, I've never made any design plans or drawings or anything like that with my work. I, I get, I get the crystal in my hand, and then I'll kind of tune into it, and then I'll start getting information about what needs to go where on the crystal. So the frequencies and vibrations that, that go into them are totally guided, and I, I feel like it's from a, a higher realm for sure. And it's so funny in the beginning when I said when I was making these, I'd, I'd put on a piece, I'd make a, a little weave or a wing or something and a coil and put it on. I'm like, oh, that doesn't look so good. And and then I'd hear this word, trust, just keep going, just trust. And so I, okay. And so I keep going. And then a couple moves later, I was shocked. It was like, wow, they that really worked out amazing. I could have never thought of that. So that is the same process that I 
that I have uh, when I'm working in my studio. I have um, a lot of plants around me, a lot of crystals and a little Buddha over here. And so I consider it my uh, a sacred place that I, uh, sacred studio, if you will, that I, that I work out of. And uh, for clients, it's, it's kind of the same thing, but really what I'm doing is tuning in, like if somebody wants me to do a custom piece for me, and they have some intentions like, okay, well, I need some protection or I need some heart healing or something like that. I will tune into them, talk, uh, kind of connect with their higher self and then get the codes and frequencies that need to go into that amulet for that person. So it's super customized. And um, I, I would say 99% of the people have really felt something when they, they wear it. And uh, it's just a, a, a deep honor for me to, to share my gift in this way, I, I really feel like it's my service work uh, to the world. And so it's kind of uh, my life story in a, in a nutshell there, but that I'm really excited about this. I'm making, I also make uh, larger activational sculptures. I, I can't pull one up in front. I don't have one right in front of me right now, but I have, I can grab one if you, if you guys really want to see one. But I work with, I, I make wands, I make um, uh, these amulets. And it's funny, people are like, do you make rings or earrings or uh, bracelets or anything like that? And I'm like, no, everything. I'm really guided to just make uh, things that go on the heart. So uh, increasing the, the uh, auric field, the uh, vibrancy of uh, the bio field and and uh, just amping up the person that gives them that kind of the, the the juice to really step into whatever they're whatever they're uh, looking to get into next. So that is yeah. awesome. So how long does it take for you to make one of those amulets? Well, I would say that it depends on the size. Um, this one is a, a really special one. This is, I, I, and I got into glass a couple of years ago. So I'm uh, kind of incorporating that in my work as well. But I would say on average, it's a two or three day process because all the, all the coils and weaves that you see here are all hand spun. And it's not like I sit in the chair for eight hours a day. It's, um, it's more like I, I work until, okay, I need to take a break or, I just need to step back for a second. So um, I definitely uh, include some balance in my life. And, you know, obviously I, I get outside in nature here in Sedona and go down to the creek or take a bike ride or, you know, make myself some lunch or whatever. So <laughs> it's not a like a linear, linear situation for me. But yeah, it's, it's, they're time consuming. But I, I really want every time that I sit down in my studio, that I'm in the clearest space, that I'm in my most exuberant uh, vitality to put that energy into uh, my work. And so I, I have a question when you yeah. are uh, working with um, people, do you have to see them in person? Do you, do you, can you work with remote people in making them a piece to feel their energy, to feel what they need? I usually you know. like a picture. I, yeah, I usually like a picture of of who that I'm going to be working on for whatever reason that makes it easier for me to connect with them. Um, I've worked with just names before, but I, I really enjoyed uh, seeing who I'm working for and definitely their size. Uh, you know, not everybody can wear 
something that is uh, this big. Right. Uh, versus uh, the, I'm really getting into um, minis right now. These these smaller ones, and here's even a, a smaller one, and that has been really difficult for me. You can see the size difference here. Yes, I see um, that. Wow. And it's actually a, a little bit harder to kind of scale down my my work. Uh, from a large, it's easier to go big, but these smaller ones take a little bit more time and finesse. So I'm really into um, a lot of a variety of crystals. Um, here's an amber one that I just created for oh, a client. Nice. And uh, this is lion's mane from Sumatra. So this is uh, like 250,000 years old, uh, this uh, this piece of amber right here. And it actually has the bark on the sides, which is really cool. And, and what uh, does that do, amber? What's the energy source of amber? Well, I feel like it's um, like a, a joyful vitality. You know, this is like a sunlight that's been manifested into... Um, like a solid form and there's uh there's only a couple of um uh gemstones that are considered organic like amber would be one right a pearl would be one right um, like petrified wood would be another one i don't i'm not sure we consider that a, a gemstone but uh you know, it's it's really interesting because they 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 still have energy to them, but they're organic. You know, and I, I believe that all crystals have their own frequency. Like here's a an amethyst a double, two amethysts that are together, and this one's actually reversible. And amethyst is really for protection and clearing, and and um, I just had I just ordered a bunch of these faceted ones and have been having a ton of fun with them. So yeah, there's, uh, I also, I don't make a ton of necklaces, but, uh, here's one with a sunset aura quartz. Oh my God. That's gorgeous. Right. It's, it's kind of large, it's kind of big, but uh, yeah. there is, uh, some, there's actually a lot of people that enjoy big, bigger, uh, work. And this one, this one's really fun because it has some, uh, carved bone beads here and these are porcelain beads. Uh, made by some Japanese person that has a, a poem about spring on them. So, and these are little amethyst here. So this is a really sweet, and sunset aura is really interesting because I don't know if, do you know about the aura quartz, like aqua aura and angel aura? Raven? I, I Somewhat, yes, I, I do. And I, I actually, I grew up around gemstones and okay. my, my father was a, 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 a GIA gemologist oh, wow. and a jeweler. And my okay. grandfather was, uh, he participated with gemstones. So we went out to Quartzsite. And oh, fun. We went out every year, Phoenix, the big gym shows uh, back in the good. 70s and the 80s. I don't know if they still do those big gym shows anymore. Yeah, um, Tucson's still happening. The oh, is this Quartzsite, do they still have them in Quartzsite or do you know? Yeah, courtside's still happening, but I, man, it, I, that show has kind of gone downhill over the last couple of years. I don't even attend it anymore. It seems like less people are going, and you know, uh -huh. obviously, uh, the 
the situation that we've been dealing with for the last couple of years shut it down for a good year, but uh, things seem to be back on track. And Tucson actually got canceled last year as well, so I'm excited to be going back down there and seeing all the all the goodies down there. I have to be very careful with my money or I will blow it really fast. Oh, I know it's really easy. And my my grandfather didn't believe in the energy hoopla, but he would sell to people, you know, that they would go. And I witnessed this back in the 70s. People would pick up the stones. And mind you, I was a child then. I was, you know, pre-teens. But I would watch them pick up a stone, feel the energy, put it up to their third eye, which I didn't know that's what they were doing at the time. Um, right. But but they, you know, they would pick out stones that really resonated with them. Nice. Nice. Yeah, so I got to witness that as a very at a young age. And my grandmother did wire wrapping, which is it looks like that's what you do with your stuff. Is that wire wrapping that you're doing? Yep, it's all um, hand spun and hand woven. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't have any soldering. It's uh, really pretty basic, but I just. Um, That's time consuming. The, yeah, all the connections are, I, I, I can measure out where I want to connect the wire and then just kind of turn it in so there's no kind of pokies or it doesn't catch on your shirt or rub on your skin wrong, you know? So that is so beautiful. Thank you so much. I have. Um, one more necklace to show here and this is a, a fun one as well this is one of my glass ones and it has a pearl on it, it the color's not the best on it but this thing is really popping in the sunlight and this was fun because i uh, a fun one for me to make because I, I was actually invited to have a gifting booth at the american music awards a couple of years ago and i met a persian actor actress and she really fell in love with my glass and wanted me to make um, a necklace for her. So I, I made that one that I just uh, was showing you here. But she felt it was too big. So I, I made her another one and, and uh, still have this one. But it's uh, really special to me. Uh, citrine beads, uh, microfaceted um, amethyst beads and whatnot. And uh, the pearls I've got uh, from a trip to Milan. And that was... This one right here was um, uh, involved. I was uh, invited to, I, I got this amazing email one day um, three or four years ago uh, from uh, Milan. And it was this Artistar contemporary jewelry contest that they were having. And so I was like, okay, great. I'll, I'll make some pieces and submit it and see if I get accepted. And like 400 artists applied to be in this show and uh they chose me uh, among you know probably 40 or 50 other artists to uh, be a part of that so uh, and this was one of the pieces that i made for that and it's got the glass and the and the uh, baroque pearl here and uh sterling silver and, and gold fill wire here so that was really fun for me to be a part of and go over to Milan and, and experience oh, the culture wow. over there. Yeah, that was really a memorable time and uh, have a couple of books that they put together with. Uh, I did it two years in a, in a, in a row and I, I didn't go back the second year, but uh, yeah, I really enjoyed my time. I, I did, have, you, have you ever been to Italy? It's just no. an amazing place. Oh my God, the art over there is that like they take it to the next level and these cathedrals that just go up beyond you how far you can bend your neck back and 
like this this one in in uh, Milan, the Domo Cathedral. It took over 600 years to make this cathedral, and it, it's so much marble, and that um, the columns inside the cathedral are, are are as big as redwood trees, and stained glass everywhere, and everything is all the wood doors are just covered with carvings and ornate. It's just it's mind-boggling how much art and love and passion that they had for um putting putting these uh, cathedrals together and, so when you yeah. were in the cathedral then you were just feeling nothing but love energy in there then a lot of love energy and a lot of tourists <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah that was really a fun time yeah I got to travel around to different areas i didn't make it down to venice but we um I was dating someone at the time and we went to Lake Como and then went up to uh, the Alps and stayed a night or two up in mm -hmm. uh, uh, the, uh, the Alps and took the train. And, oh, it's just uh, it, one interesting note about Italy. You know, I, I consider myself a, a gluten intolerant person, you know, and I don't stay away from pasta and pizza and, and uh, flour in the United States for the most part. And I was like so bummed out when I went over there. I was like, that's their jam over there, like pasta and pizza, right? Right. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to try. I'm just going to have a slice of pizza. I'm going to order this pasta dish and just experience it, right? Mm -hmm. And I found that I had no reaction whatsoever to um, uh, the pasta and the pizza over there. And I really feel like it's the, I don't know if it's the, uh, um, the gluten, I really feel like it's kind of like the the Roundup, if I can be completely honest. The uh -huh. stuff that that they spray on on our, uh, our foods and uh, produce and the flour and wheat and whatever. So, very interesting. Yeah, I mean, you you're talking about a culture that's you know over a thousand years older than us, right? And right. And so, the, you know, they have their farming techniques that they use old world farming techniques. And here in the United States, we're all worried about growing as much as we can. And we're altering what we're growing and we're adding right. chemicals to it so we don't get eaten by bugs. And Right. It's crazy. It is. It's really crazy. And, and it's so, causing a lot of illness in this country. Yeah. Another thing that I, I know we're kind of off topic on the jewelry and in, in me right now, but I... I I was impressed with the the level of fashion that these people uh, really um, uh, what do I want to say they they are very fashion conscious and I think if you if I was to walk down the street in sweatpants they they have a right to shoot you <laughs> <laughs> like sweatpants are not allowed on the street. In, it, uh, it's, not, it's not okay. So it's not okay. <laughs> I, I think also in Europe too, like they're more compassionate for their own bodies. Like they uh, really care about how they're feeling. Uh, they take breaks more than we do. Oh, here. wow. Right. Yeah. Right? Everything, everything closes down in the afternoon for a couple hours. I mean, you can't go. Uh, out uh, well you can go out but nothing is open for a couple hours during during the day which was like that's that's pretty cool that they take that time i mean they have later evenings than we do i think for the most part um 
one thing that was really shocking to me was they really like smoking over there. Like I would say eight out of 10 people uh, I saw were smoking like everywhere, like right. restaurants and like that's, that's their jam over there. They like that. And um, another thing is they, they have two different prices at restaurants. If you want to stand up and have a cappuccino, that's one price. If you sit down and have a cappuccino, that's a completely different price. It costs more to do that. So there's a lot of people, a lot of bars that people sit out and just grab a uh, espresso in the afternoon and uh, go on with their business. So super fascinating culture. Oh, I, I can imagine. And and where you live is an interesting culture within itself in Sedona. Yeah, I would call, I'd definitely say it's a spiritual destination of at least uh, the states. And I, I'm sure there's other like Ashland or there's other places that are are high vibe, uh, uh, conscious, uh, collective of, of, of part of their uh, the population there is really conscious. And Sedona just seems to bring a lot of uh, spiritually minded people to, to this town. Um, Tourism is really blown up over the last couple of years, and um, it really shows on the in the traffic that starts to, you know, it's gotten more and more every year. But I guess that's a good thing. People really want to come here and experience that. And, you know, it's just if you've never been to Sedona, it's just gorgeous here. It's like uh, almost living in uh, the Grand Canyon, if you will. It's uh, It's got these oh, beautiful nice. mountains and the, a lot of vortex spots that uh, people spend a lot of time on. And I can feel them when I go to the different ones like Bell Rock and uh, Cathedral or two, two ones. And I haven't been to those in a while. They're just really crowded these days. So um and I wouldn't even consider myself a desert person. And I'm, I'm surprised that I that I'm here, but it, there's a, there's, it's beautiful here. The energy is amazing. Uh, there's a Creek, uh, Oak Creek that runs through uh, Sedona, which uh, has a lot of trees, which really is something that's dear to my heart. I'm very into nature and very into, like I grew up on the East coast and spent a lot of time in Appalachian mountains and whatnot. And um, really miss that in, in a lot of ways. And then of course, Humboldt County had the redwood trees. I lived, uh, pretty close to the Avenue of the Giants and really spend a lot of time in those trees, which are just mind bogglingly big. Wow. Oh, I can imagine. I remember going there to, to see the redwood trees when I was a kid and uh, it was amazing how big those trees get. I think everybody should take a chance to go and see that at least once in their lifetime. Yeah, it's a national treasure, and thank God, for, I think it was uh, Theodore Roosevelt that actually saved them. There's out of the two million original acres of redwoods, there's only two thousand acres left now. It's really, oh. uh, it's really a shame, but at least we still have some great parks and um, magical uh, forests that are still there, uh, dotted through uh, Northern California. Oh, that that's tr truly amazing. I want to talk about some of your crystals, like how you go and pick them out, uh, okay. what what they do for you or what they would do for our listeners if they were to pick them out. You know, what what you know, what do you uh, what are you looking for when you're picking out a crystal or a gemstone? Well, it's that's kind of an interesting process because I uh, like we have uh more crystal shops in Sedona than coffee houses. It's it's kind of it's kind of like a thing here, you know. Crystals are a thing here, 
And I, um, like if I'm going out, uh, that's, a, that's a really frequent question for me. Like how, how do these crystals come into your life? Do you just buy them all or um, not all the time? I, I'll kind of come back to how, how, well, I'll go ahead and finish that. So when I go to a crystal shop, I basically walk through the store and just really pay attention. I'm not like go up to the aqua aura counter and then just blindly pick something out. It's really like the crystals call to me. They're like, I, I want to be wrapped or um, they just have a special energy that's brighter than the other ones uh, that I choose or that, that choose me, I guess I would say. And they come to me uh, in different ways. Sometimes I buy them. Sometimes I go down to Tucson and Gemma Mineral Show. Um, other times uh, people will just mail them to me. They're just like, hey, I was really guided to send you this uh, bag of crystals. And the most interesting way was, I, I would say, maybe about four months ago, I have a little apartment studio where where I, I do my work. And I went outside one day and there's a flower bed out in the front of my place and i look down and there's a crystal there that i've never seen before wow and like a little fairy or something just <laughs> dropped it there and brought it to me so i thought that was pretty cool so um and they all like i said they all have different um energies to them these two right here i was i took a trip out to the east coast and on the way back, that that's, that was kind of a rough story because my mom had passed and I had to go deal with her estate and whatnot. But I was like, on the way back, mm -hmm. I'm going to make some time for myself, stop in Arkansas and go uh -huh. to the, one of these mines and see if I can find some crystals, right? So right. I roll up to the Ron, uh, uh, Ron Coleman crystal mine and you pay like 10 bucks. It's nothing. And you get a little bucket and... Um, I brought a little shovel with me, but they supply that there. And what they do, you can't go into the mine directly, but they'll scoop up some of the earth from there and then bring it up to this plateau and then dump it out. And then people can just dig through uh, the dirt and find crystals. So these two right here, I actually found myself. So I thought these are super special because they have never been, handled by any anybody else and um oh, just nice. i found um let's see if i can where is it this was my this was my best find that day check this out it's a double terminated super oh. fatty oh my god that's beautiful right like mm -hmm. that's a to me so and these i all found on the ground on the top they were all like uh, surface scores as i call them so i it just felt like i had a really good eye that day and i have um let's see three that are in um amulets right now i didn't grab the one out on my case there's a, another bigger one that uh, i found and put in a it's actually on my website if you want to check that out and um yeah, super special. Very, I, I love Arkansas crystals. I, uh, Brazilian crystals have their own jam and their own flavor to it. And uh, I'm really into the Lemurian ones that uh, um, I don't think I have one in front of me here, but they, they, they have uh, on the face of the crystal, they have these, it almost looks like a barcode. They have these lines on it that uh, kind of uh, determine that it's a Lemurian 
So I, I really love the energy of those. Oh, and nice. Tell us about the Lemurian crystals. Well, I feel like those crystals have, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, say that, oh, these crystals have been mined and they've been kind of pulled out of the earth uh, um, in maybe not a conscious way. And I really feel like I don't agree with that because I feel like these crystals are coming forward at this time to uh, really help raise the vibration of, of people that are attracted to them. Um, they get moved around the country, so they're actually like gridding different areas, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the Lemurians have been—they um, uh, were from the time of uh, Lemuria, and there's information in them from that time, from that uh, civilization. So, very special. Uh, is that part of the lost world of Atlantis too, the Lemurians? That's kind of a separate, separate, separate? yeah, it's a separate, and I don't really know the timeline on either one of those, which came first, but they were two separate uh, um, communities, if you will, or or, uh, maybe even time periods. Atlantis kind of went down in a bad way. I think people were um, getting off track from a spiritual vent and really kind of getting greedy or self-centered or kind of off their spiritual path and misusing technology. And I think that was one of the demises of Atlantis, but I wouldn't say I'm an authority on either one of those places. (laughs) (laughs) So, Well, I I happened to date a guy that named his child Lemuria, a girl. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I've, I've heard, you know, I, I don't know the story about the Lemurians at all. So I know about okay. Atlantis, but w- was that part of the Palladian sisters? Or I mean, I'm just trying to figure out that name Lemuria, since you mentioned it, it just brought back that, you know, 20 years ago, I knew somebody with that name and, and there's okay. got to be a reason why that stuck yeah, out not- in my brain. I'm not sure where they originated from and uh, from uh, star systems or whatnot, but I, I do know that there was a much more peaceful, conscious uh, crowd. <laughs> so they were really high vibe and they had uh, a beautiful, beautiful community uh, that they lived in and it was very harmonious and, and I'm not sh- sure what happened to them or why that ended, but um and there's different um, thoughts on where that was, maybe um, close to, oh, I'm not even going to guess. I I could say, I want to say uh, there's, man, there's different thoughts on where that is. And I'm, I'm not even going to embarrass myself with taking a guess with that. <laughs> well, no, and, and thank you for, for sharing that with me. It just, it's really, so there's a Lemurian crystal and that's really cool to know that, you know, yeah. and, yeah. and so that's going to bring some kind of peace into somebody's life that if yeah. a, and, a simple peace. Peace and uh, maybe some uh, knowledge that, um, they didn't have before of how to raise their consciousness or how to live more harmoniously. Um, but they're, they're definitely coded. I definitely believe that they're, uh, uh, have a lot of information in them. 
Oh, that's as great. All, and, and crystals, you know, in general can hold so much information. And that's, you know, it, it's been proven by um, modern science that uh, they definitely can hold information, transfer information. Uh, they're used um, in computers and all sorts of different technology that uh, we find useful for, for that kind of um, information storing and transferring of data. Oh, that's really cool. And they yeah. also have healing properties too, as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the, the beautiful thing about crystals is uh, we, uh, as uh, caretakers of them or owners, if you want to, if you want to put it in a different way, but I, I like to say caretakers because sometimes they, they need to move on or they break or whatever. Or, um, the, the, we borrowers. Have What's that? <laughs> We're borrowers. Borrowers, yeah, exactly. Right. Um, they, uh, the beautiful thing about them is when we have one, we have, uh, there's different different techniques that we can put our own intentions into, and it'll hold that, that intention, that prayer. Uh, you know, most people either want uh, more of something or less of something in their lives, right? It's like, mm -hmm. I, I want more peace, or I want less, uh, 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 uh uh, interference, you know, right? Or whatever you want to say. So, um, and that goes for clear crystals or um, the amethyst, or just about any crystal can hold a frequency. And back to the sunset aura, I think uh, there's people that really kind of poo-poo the uh, the the uh, the process that these go to to get this this orange color this is a sunset aura right here and what what happens with them which i find really fascinating is they take this crystal and they put it in a vacuum chamber and heat it up to a thousand degrees or something and then introduce uh, vaporized precious metals and that is a it's called um, a molecular disposition and what happens is these precious metals get molecularly bonded to the surface of, of the crystal and it adds the frequency of the precious metals as well. And it really adds a lot of uh, uh, more vitality or more um, uh, umph to the crystal. So I, I really like those. I, I, people like um, uh, color and flashy things anyway. So Oh, so yeah. they're practicing alchemy in stones now. Yeah, exactly. So this is an aqua aura, uh -huh. and this has um, had vaporized gold uh, um, uh, deposited on the surface of it. And I'm told that the 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 thickness of this um, of coating, if you will, is like one tenth of the width of a hair on your head. So it's really thin, but it doesn't wash off. It's really crazy. We, we have a question in the audience. So, okay. um, Catherine wants to know, can you tell us anything about Auralite 23? Oh, Auralite. Hey, Catherine. So Auralite 23 has uh, 23 different um, minerals in, I think, you know, it's kind of like an amber color, if I remember correctly. But it has, uh, uh, I don't have the list in front of me all, of all the different minerals that are uh, included in Auralite, but that's a really special 
special summon. It's it's almost along the lines of a Super Seven, uh, which has got uh, sometimes uh, Quack. Uh, I want to say, oh man, what is that? Uh, I was going to say Quetzalcoatl, but that's a that's a, a Mexican bird uh, god or something like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can't remember all the all, all the minerals in it, but they, I think all those extra uh, minerals are have their own frequency and own vibration that add to whatever the base stone of of the orolite or the um, uh, super seven. And I think both of those kind of have a majority of amethyst in it. Oh, nice! Yeah, super. How fun. long have they been doing this? Deposition. Um, uh, yeah, Mexican. Yeah doing the fusing of the metals and the quartz and things like that i'd say it's fairly new maybe 20 years or so i, I okay. really don't have a clear answer on it but it's not been around forever that's for sure it's kind of a new thing with technology and whatnot and um i just went i had a uh well actually i just hired a, a webmaster and he's like i really want want you to make me a, a aqua aura um amulet uh for partial trade on the uh, creation of your website and i was like okay so i went down to that uh crystal shop yesterday and the price of these aqua auras is now like uh tripled and like wow i was super shocked like one that that is basically this size here um wow i have it right here actually um so I was like, okay, I'm going to get him a crystal for his deal. This size crystal, which was normally like $30 or $40, is now the price tag on this is $99.95. Wow. What is going on there? And um, uh, the lady behind the counter, she's like, uh, well, the, guy, the, the lab, the people that ran that lab, and I think it was in Arkansas, they basically sold their equipment, the lab and the equipment and whatnot. And then the people that um, bought it um, aren't going to be making it. I don't know. They liquidated or something like that. So they only had 10 pieces of, of the aqua aura there and they couldn't get any more. I was like, oh, my God, crazy. Wow. And that's, that's the same thing as Moldavite. I don't know if you guys know about Moldavite, but it was uh, – they're, they're still a little bit unclear on where wh how that happened, but there was basically a meteor that came down in Czechoslovakia and uh, Moldovia, I believe mm -hmm. the uh, province was, and it blew up uh, blew up a bunch of rocks and material into the atmosphere, and it um, kind of vapor kind of like turned it into glass, like it got so hot, and then it fell back into the earth there and uh, actually moldavite is more precious than uh diamonds it's, it's kind of a rare deal but they it was pretty approachable and lately that has gone through the roof as well uh, thank you very much tiktok for kind of blowing that up and <laughs> people <laughs> now and a lot of people are in, in really in high demand and i i I haven't made a Moldavite piece uh, since the prices went up as high as they have, I, I, unless somebody really wants to pay because it just kind of pushes it out of my price points uh, that are comfortable for um, the people that are uh, my clients and, and um, going to shows and whatnot. People just don't want to pay that price for, for 
for that anymore. So, so what's the average price of one of your creations? Well, I have uh, a wide range. Um, first of all, I use two different kinds of uh, wire uh, for my more approachable work. Um, I use a quality blended plated wire like this one right here is, is gold plated with this amethyst right here. Mm -hmm. And that is uh, much cheaper than uh, doing my uh, also, I also use like 14 karat gold and sterling silver. So there's two different, very different price points. So because I like to have something for everybody, you know, not right. everybody can grab a 14 karat gold amulet from me, but they can't afford something like this. And these little minis that I'm doing, uh, I'm doing them for like 188 to $200. Uh, this one is probably uh 350 388 or something like that after tax and whatnot mm -hmm. and uh, this one right here with the double amethyst is close to thirteen hundred dollars wow uh, so, that's so nice a, though oh thank you yeah that's that's approachable i mean that's a that's a deal for these uh i think that's a great fair price for 14 karat and two super super fancy faceted amethyst so wide range of prices my uh my necklaces are over you know they uh range from 1300 i did have one that was uh four thousand dollars that i had at a show and somebody bought that and i was really excited about that that day and <laughs> so um this one i i want to talk about this crystal which is super super fascinating these this just came into my world um, maybe about six months ago. And I don't know if you guys know Dwayne Olinger. He owns the Blind Frog Ranch. And um, he has had so much UFO activity on his property that the Discovery Channel has gone out and is working on the second season of a documentary of this guy's place. Like there's super uh, paranormal activity uh, I heard him speak. He's he's this really super um, friendly Texan. Like, you know, like he's got this big handshake. And, yeah, come on down out to the ranch anytime you want. And uh, you know, he's invited, you know, I met him and he's like invites everybody to come out <laughs> to his ranch and check things out. But I heard him speak and it was uh, really fascinating because he like they he, he had a satellite imagery of the land because he's he's got gold on the land that's it's really that's kind of his main deal there to uh, uh mine for gold on on this property but the, he did the satellite imagery and at some certain level there's this six foot layer of blue dirt like and nobody knows what's going how that got there or what what's happening with it wow he has, Right. Like it's super fascinating. And he has uh, these uh, these uh, spring fed ponds that are on the property that have healed people, like brought back their hearing and have, uh, taken away arthritis. Like these are super amazing healing pools that are um, are a part of his uh, property and his his life there. And um, so if you want to check that out, it's the mystery of Blind Frog Ranch on the Discovery Channel. So, uh, so check that out. He's it's a really cool guy. He's really uh, 
an amazing person and super friendly. Like I, you don't meet many people like that. He's like a, yeah, he's like a friendly Texan, you know, like you Texans would be. Yeah. I really, really love that guy. So anyway, back to this crystal. So, um, I had some people go to his ranch and then bring me some and they, they sold me the, I, I bought about six pieces from them and they showed me, he actually had a, a soil analysis done on the property and it is crazy because it shows that the crystals and some of the soil there are an unknown element to planet earth. Ooh. So, this is not from this planet this crystal and whoever brought them there or deposited them there or however they got there it's not from this planet and this this amulet i can only wear it's it's vibrates at such a high frequency like i can't wear it all the time like i i try to this is a personal piece i actually have another one that i um have on my website right now but they are uh, super high frequency and uh, they're not from here. So that's super fascinating to me. That is really amazing. Now, right? Like, that's great. I know, but well, besides the energy being really high on that, like, what do you think? You don't have any arthritis or anything like that, do you? Because no, I know that you work no. with your hands constantly and stuff like that. But do you think, like, that, that super high frequency of energy would like, take care of any kind of ailment somebody would have all of a sudden if they had it i'm not sure about that but i do know that uh, it is resonating at 1000 or what they tested it at 1300 and uh, no it's 133,333 hertz like it is wow. super high Wow. spin rate on it so it it's real like i would love to do an aura photo with this guy right here and uh -huh. i should i should actually do that yes and, and see what happens but there was a, a a woman that i met at a conference that went out there and took some equipment and and she tested people's aura and it um the, it, it's it's it really it ramps you up so very special uh the people that sold them to me I wish I had bought more of them from them. Like this one was uh, $300 to me. And then a, a piece that was like this size that I have only one left was like $100, right? And then they wrote me back and said, oh, we're going to get these certified and uh, paper's going to come with them. And now we're charging $100 a gram. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, uh, wow. Right? So it's like... I can't really uh, uh, justify uh, grabbing any more of those, but I wish I had bought more of them. But I do, but I do have uh, one left uh, that's uh, a super fancy design, and I can grab it if you want. If you want to see that, but yeah, super fascinating crystals. Oh, that is really. I wonder what it would be like to to take one of those uh, and put it under your pillow and sleep with it. And, and I wonder what kind of like, or even meditate with it and to see with that high frequency of vibration, what is going to open up for you? Yeah, exactly. I've, I just know I feel really uh, speedy and zippy, like um, maybe way too much caffeine, like my heart starts racing and I get hot. And uh, so I, 
I have to take that one in doses for sure. <laughs> it's like <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Right? That is beautiful. Um, and, right? And so do you, you have, I know you have a website, but you, there's galleries there in Sedona. Is your pieces also out in town in different galleries as well? Yeah. Yeah, I have some at a place called Crystal Magic, which is in West Sedona, and they have some, um, probably about six of my pieces that uh, that are kind of in this range of a size, so they're really um, wearable and approachable. Um, I have a kind of a high-end jewelry shop here in Uptown uh, that has some of my work, and I just sold some to a new shop called The Green Witch, which I really, I Ooh. love this lady. So she bought some, I made her some lemon quartz, uh, faceted lemon quartz with the 14 karat gold. She wanted me to do some nicer ones for her, for her shop there. So um, I wouldn't say I do a lot of galleries just because they, you know, galleries mark things up three times. Mm -hmm. uh, the value and my stuff is already a little bit spendy for, for a lot of people. So, um, I don't really do that. And I, I'm not really into consignment. I, I really don't like the energy of consignment. So if you, uh, like these uh, places bought from me, I, I do the, the jewelry store, I do have a couple of pieces on consignment, but nothing's really ever moved there. So they don't have the the passion and the umph that I do like at a show. And right. I really feel like I have a gift with uh, connecting with people. And it's, you know, when I'm at a show, it's really more about um, uh, building relationships. And I, I really have, um, seems like I have a lot of people that follow me on, on Facebook, but a lot of these people at the shows, I like an email contact with like, they're my friends. Like I, I just love making friends at shows and connecting with people and hearing people's story and, and then um, just offering uh, the benefits of, of uh, my work to them. And I definitely wanted to talk a little bit about the Vogels, because if you don't know about Marcel Vogel and uh, Vogel crystals, they are super special. And Marcel Vogel, he was a scientist that worked for IBM. And how this path for him with crystal started was he read this article about um, how plants could hear us and communicate or uh, just feel our thoughts and whatnot. So he started doing these experiments with plants. Um, uh, and it didn't matter the distance, whether it was eight inches or 8,000 miles. Like if he had a, a sister lab somewhere uh, in the UK, and then he would think, uh, like, I'm going to burn your leaf or something like that. And, that, and, the, and the, the plant was hooked up to a, um, uh, uh, what is that, a, a lie detector? Oh. You know, what is that machine called? Electro uh, well, um, there's electrodes that they would hook up to yeah. um, to uh, the... I know what you're talking about. Like an EEG. Yeah, so it, what's that? An EEG. Yeah, an EEG. And it would start going crazy. And then um, I think a couple, three or four years later, he woke up with his dream about a crystal shape. And he, it was just like this download that came to him. And it was basically, uh, here's, here's a true Vogel right here. He's oh, wow. long since passed, but there's people that had cut for him and they're super precision. So this shape is based on the Kabbalah tree of life. And each end, you can see 
one of the ends is let me see if I get that is a little wider and it's based on the shape of the uh, degree angle of the pyramids uh -huh. and then the other one has um, a, a specific uh, um, angle to it as well and what he found he had you know he spent his lunch hours every day for a year uh, he had all this lapidary equipment in his in his uh, laboratory and he sent his assistant to Arkansas and they got all these crystals and he came back and so he started uh, testing them and found that the shape that he finally kind of settled on was uh, in resonance with water, right? Mm -hmm. uh, like 454 hertz or something like that. And so what are we? We're like 70% water, right? right? So these right. things were really in resonance with, with our bodies and... He started out with a four-sided one. This is a six-sided one, and this one is a 12-sided one. And he was Ooh. saying that the more facets you or yeah, these little uh, planes on there that you have, it really adds more uh, frequency and volume to the uh, energetics of them. And then, I mean, it just organically unfolded to him doing these tests and learning how to work with crystals. Here's a one that I have on my uh, Buddha, uh, I pulled it off for the show right here, but I wanted to uh, share a couple of his techniques for if you have, if you're a, a crystal freak like me <laughs> at home and you have crystals and have, uh, don't know how to clear them or charge them, I'd love to share that with you guys right now. Would that be okay? In our, oh, please our do. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So Clearing a crystal, there's a lot of different techniques. You can smudge it, you can put it in salt, you can run it underwater. Uh, sometimes I'll um, bury them on the land overnight on a full moon or something like that. And sometimes I'll I'll do that for clients. I'll make them an amulet and it's like, oh, would you like me to take it down to the vortex site and vibe it up overnight? So sometimes I'll do that. But his technique was uh, very different. Like he would take this crystal hold it between his fingers like this, right? Mm -hmm. And then he would look at, uh, there's six sides on this. So uh, he would do uh, uh, three sets. So you got this side and the back side, right? Right. And he would intend that it was clearing. And then he also found that there was something with your breath, uh, correlating with the breath when you work with crystals. So he would look at this side and then he would kind of do this like snort, like a horse would. He'd go, and then he would hold that clearing, turn it to the next two sides right here. And then he would turn it again and then blow, blow out through the nostrils. And then to, to charge it, he would hold it in his hand and intend love and well-being right? And turn it clockwise until the crystal starts feeling sticky, right? Like, mm -hmm. what? What are you talking about? But it's true. Like if you roll a crystal in your hand and, and charge it up with your energy and intend love and well-being, like to test that, you just put your finger on one of the faces. And now I can feel that like my fingers actually somewhat oh, yeah. stick. It doesn't slide. It no. Slide. 
It's crazy, right? Yeah, that's like glue. Wow. Right? Like, I'm not kidding. So then if you draw your breath in, it pulls the charge out of the crystal, and now it'll slide along the edge smooth. And then if you do that, it will it'll get sticky again. It's the craziest thing. Like I just was studying this um, uh, a month ago ago. I was like, wow, that is so cool. I never knew that about that. And then if you were to wanting to charge yourself, like you're feeling tired or something, right? You hold your crystal in, the, in your hand like this. Okay. Kind of, this one's double terminated. I think it'll work on something that's single terminated. Like this one is as well, doesn't have a termination on. It's just got the, whoops, the single termination at the top. Right. But anyway, so if you hold the crystal in your hand like this and do that, and then imagine that the energy is running through one arm and into your body and then turn it. Do that again. And then flip it around and then repeat the process. And now I'm like starting to get hot. Like I can feel that. Like that is getting me energized. Like that's that's really fascinating to me how that works. So he really went into how to use crystals for working with people. And another thing that I learned from him was when you're working, if you want to heal something on yourself, work, do a little self-healing. Uh-huh. Um, basically, you're going to hold it in your dominant hand. Like I would be left-handed, so I would hold it in my dominant hand. So that crystal point, maybe it's not as big as uh, this one, but basically you're going to want to hold it between your fingers and have the bottom facing your palm chakra. Like you have a little chakra like you do on your... Mm -hmm. all your different points here but you want to have it face towards that and then have an index finger that is on the um, pyramid at the top the termination okay and he said that if you move your finger closer to the point but not covering it it narrows the beam of the energy coming out of the crystal and if you pull it back it broadens the 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 uh energy stream so and the way you can test that is um he was saying that bring your other hand up and then with a clockwise motion kind of come into your other hand six wow. inches away or so and then you can either do an up and down motion or a circular oh, wow. and then you can i can totally feel that if you guys are out there yes with your feeling you can totally feel that on your hand. And if you were going to uh, do a self-healing on yourself, uh, what you want to do is kind of come in again. And then you can close your eyes, do that pulse, and then start to breathe like you're, you're, you, like you have a little mouth on your palm chakra here where the, where the crystal is and breathe through the crystal into your arm and you're now visualizing the spot like i sometimes i have a, a sore hip or something it's a little stiff or whatever so i would breathe into that crystal down my arm and into my hip and then visualize what i want to happen there 
and then you can if you want you can do some circles with that and continue that breathing exercise and breathe through that and then when you feel complete he has this motion of kind of um, cl closing your hands like that and and doing that breath once again and that breaks the connection and it actually because we're working with um, not only the physical body but the mind and the mind body and spirit so there's a, a, a root cause of why you have that pain and you can also um, uh, that's at a deeper level than just the uh, physical right right so everything is connected and and there's a root cause for whatever that is and you can also use this technique on uh repressed emotions or anger or uh, anything you want to really work on you can use that this technique for that and i really found that uh super fascinating <laughs> i so. do too that's a we have a, a question from a listener and it, um it, Dennis, he uh, actually, he's a good friend of mine. He goes, what do hey, you Dennis. think about group intention to charge the stone? Oh my God. Yes. Yes. I think that's uh, one of the techniques that they used in Atlantis. They either had this master crystal or a sphere crystal, and then the council would all get around it and focus their intention on that. And they, um, uh, amplify the consciousness of the people or do healings or modify the weather or I, I think that is a very uh, great uh, point Dennis that you're, you're bringing up there yeah that it's always it's always more powerful with with one more than one mind that is amazing so right? so if you were to do the group intention with a crystal in one of the vortexes in Sedona, Woo! wow, <laughs> like that is mind blowing what could happen right there. Exactly. Like, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, people that do crystal grids here and I always see them, but they never have other people with them and, uh, except for Sandra Walters. She does that with her Vogels. Um, she'll, she has these little stands that she stands them up. And I actually made uh, a one with these coils that went around and she'll do these activations on the land with her uh, people that follow her and people that come to her retreat. Sandra Walters is amazing. Yeah. So, but a lot of people do that, but I, I think more of them should do it with other people. <laughs> oh, of course. Yes, right. I, I do too. Um, I mean, right now we're all working on collective intentions uh, to get through this, uh, this experience that we've been having for the past couple of years, um, right. you know, and a right. lot of changes taking place uh, in yeah. the past two years. And, and I think this is our wake up call. Yes. Uh, to, to, to be more mindful with each other. Yeah. And I, I don't, I, I, I'd like to think that there's a, a, a blessing here because, you know, human beings are very homeostasis. They don't like change. You know, it, it really sometimes right. comes down to something icky to really make us say, well, oh, well that uh, something's got to change here and uh, it may not feel comfortable. We just like things to stay the same and it just can't be that way anymore. And uh, I don't know if you've been feeling a raise in, 
uh, frequency or the sun's getting more intense and time seems to be going faster. It's like, whoa, where are we these days? You know? <laughs> yes. I mean, well, you know, during the, the beginning of the pandemic, time slowed down way down. Like, oh yeah. It, right? it just went really like a crawl. Like that right. year was like, and I lost somebody during that time period, oh. you know, so uh, it, it was just like mind blowing uh, how, you know, how quiet and slow it was. And all I had was myself at that point, you know, uh -huh. during that time period. But then, right. you know, things started shifting and we're going right back to that fast speed again. Like we're coming yeah. out of this and we're going back into the same energy before, you know, the fast speed and, you know, next yeah. thing you know, I mean, Thanksgiving's going to be here, right? Yeah. I can't believe we've already been talking for an hour and 15 minutes. Like I that. told you people lose, they don't realize <laughs> it. you go, Oh, 90 minutes. We're going to be on the show for 90 no, minutes. Like a long show, man. I, I know you said that. And I said, well, it goes by really fast though, especially, you know, we have a good time, the energy, yeah. people ask questions. They want to know, like, I have another comment here. Uh, Dennis says, I've been thinking about this for the last week or so. There's no accident. So he says he's going to do in his next group meditation, a group with his stones and have them awesome. do it and intention awesome. and stuff like that. So, Beautiful. yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I do 90 minutes because you get into it, you know, there's this warm up period. Yeah. People feel a little uncomfortable being on camera. And, uh, and then, you know, once you get going, though, it's just like having a great conversation. And, right. and we're here to help people. That's what we're, that's the whole intention tonight was to help at least one person. Right. Uh, to move forward with their life. And, and Catherine yeah. says, I felt the energy while practicing uh, without a crystal in hand. Oh, wow. Super cool. Yes. Yes. Thank it. you for sharing that, Catherine. Thanks, Catherine. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and, and so you gave us some cleaning techniques, uh, too, as well with our crystals. Uh, how often do you suggest people do that? Uh, uh, for sure. When you first get a crystal, you never know who's picked it up at the crystal shop or, what ambient energies it's been sitting in or where it's been or whatnot. So definitely when you first get a crystal and I don't know, it, it depends uh, what you're doing with it, where it's at in your house, what, what, you know, if you're working with it um, uh, on, you know, even clients or um, uh, if it's in near um, a computer or something like that, you may want to clean it. I don't know. Once a, once a, I'd say maybe once a week, you know, mm -hmm. but it just depends. I think there's a lot of factors there, but um, I like to like after a show, I'll definitely clear all my crystals and uh, because people are handling them and looking at them and um, I have them in a glass case. So they're not, you know, running off with them. Thank God. So, <laughs> so. I, I got you. So if our listeners, if they wanted to go to your website, I have it posted in our description, but just tell us briefly where they could go to purchase one of your beautiful creations. I would say, um, uh, my website is uh, John Ferris, F A R R I S, visionaryarts with an S.com. 
and it has all my links there. Um, I have a lot of pieces on my website right now, but I don't have all of them, like these little minis. So if you want to uh, jump on my Facebook page, that's where I uh, post most of my most current work. And um, Facebook has been very kind to me. I, I love uh, the people that are following me. They they uh, like to scoop them up pretty fast. So that's that I'm really grateful for that. And um I've got a show uh, this weekend in Sedona. I don't. That's a lot of. It's a little bit of short notice for everybody, but the uh, uh, Sedona Great Awakening Conference is where I'll be uh, showing all my my all my current work, and that's right here in Sedona at the Masonic Lodge. Um, you can go to SedonaGreatAwakening.com and find uh, information, and that's really got a lot of diverse speakers from. Uh, surveillance capitalism to biomagnetism it's really a wide range of different things and um so that'll be fun to attend and um yeah all my links are on my website my instagram uh, i have a youtube channel i don't put too much energy in that i seem to be pretty busy with everything else that i got going on but uh yeah my my facebook page is is my main jam um other than my website so Yes, and, and we do have those links uh, in the description uh, for you to click on and 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 hook up with John. And uh, John, I I just I can't believe how beautiful the, the, I can see the um, creation when you pick up these pieces and you're showing them how uh -huh. much love and energy you're putting into each of these pieces. Oh, thank you so much. It, it, it's beautiful. And you know, I think you're feeling the energy as well, right? Yes. I, I yeah, and, and I've yeah. never seen blue wire wrap either. Yeah, I don't break out the blue, uh, the uh, colored wire that often, but I thought I'd give this Vogel a little regal uh, look to, to it. I, you know, and I love the mixed metals because I really feel that uh, gold is more masculine. Uh -huh. and the silver is more feminine so it gives it that uh, balance between the um, uh, male and female energies oh i love that so um is that like yellow gold is more masculine or do you think white gold too is masculine as well oh shoot i didn't think of that um Boy, you caught me off guard with that one. Let's see. <laughs> That's okay. I, I don't know. I'd have to feel them, I guess. You know, I haven't really worked with any white gold, but that'd be uh, good to uh, check out and feel. Because uh, me, I'm attracted to yellow gold, but I have a lot of masculine energy, uh, it, you know, that flows. I've been more male than female in my lifetimes uh, on this planet. So okay. I've always been attracted to yellow gold, but I know a lot of feminine energies are contracted to white gold or, I mean, the, yeah, white gold or silver. Okay, you know. cool. Great. Yeah. That's so it's I, just I, interesting that you kind of confirmed that tonight. Nice. Yeah. You just taught me something. That's great. I, I, I don't even think about white gold that much because I don't buy it. So, but it's good to put that on my radar. So thank you. Yeah. So, well, I mean, white gold and silver look the same to me. So, <laughs> and, and, and platinum, you know, they all look the same to me. I can't tell them apart. So. <laughs> I know that you can tell by the energy, but right. the, the right. look at them, I, you can't really, at least I can't. Yeah. So, 
And um, right. it, I also wanted you to share, uh, you've been on other podcasts. Uh, you just, I, I know that you showed me one that you've been on recently. Do uh, you do a lot of these podcasts that so people can just uh, Google your name and find you all over YouTube? Oh, I, I would say that it kind of came in a little wave here. Uh, I just did one on Wednesday with uh, Apala Estera. She's uh, she's from L.A. and she makes these uh, she's kind of a public figure that makes these amazing wands. She works with crystals and that girl's got a lot of flavor. She's younger, but she's uh, really mm -hmm. on fire. She's like a, a star seed or something like that and uh, really enjoyed being on here. So uh, I wouldn't say I do a lot of them, but uh, I like to take advantage when I get invited because I, I like to spread the word um, about these amulets because they really have a lot of benefits from them and they're and they're super pretty. <laughs> so. Oh, I know, but you could feel the love and the energy off of them. Catherine wants to know what you think about prophecy stones. Prophecy stones. Oh man. I don't know too much about them. Are they the the round nodules, Catherine? Are they um you know I I, I don't I don't know too much about them actually. I don't either. I mean, I grew yeah. up with basic gemstones. So that when people say prophecy stones, uh, you know, I, I don't know what that is either. I, I grew up with uh, fool's gold, amethyst, you know, uh, topaz, yeah. you know, all of that and, and a lot of crystals. But this stuff that you showed me tonight, like that's just mind blowing. I didn't uh -huh. even know that stuff even existed. Super cool. Yeah, I... I would have to Google the prophecy stone just because I don't really work with them that much, but uh, they have that name for a reason, you know, and um, I, I have worked with some tectites that have fallen in uh, Arizona here that are called saffrodites. And I know that those are what came to my mind is their wish fulfilling stones. And I actually have one of those on my website that's uh, combined with a star of David uh, crystal. So that's a really pretty one. So, yeah, they all have their own frequency, and uh, I think they're named that for a reason, you know. Well, yes, exactly. Uh, well, we are coming, you know, we only got about four minutes left, and I want you to have an opportunity to share with our guest anything that you'd like to share, some deep, oh, dark okay. secret or anything like that. No, I'm just kidding. Deep, dark, deep secret. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Let's see. Um, uh, I would share that. Um, I feel like, uh, the thing that I would want to share is just keep going and keep, uh, you know, not every day is rainbows and Skittles. And, uh, even for me and in my world here in Sedona, and it's not, not all, uh, great days and whatnot, but it's it's just this. Uh, we live in a community. We have uh, we're really uh, like-minded people are really uh, starting to connect right now, and and um, just keep going with with uh, with your gratitude and and staying positive, and just know that uh, uh, there's strength in knowing that you can make a difference here. Uh, each and every one of us, and it's really not about comparing ourselves to anybody on Instagram or this person's better than me or anything like that. We all have uh, uh, 
a part to play here and it's valuable. And so um, definitely honor and uh, honor yourself for your unique gifts. I mean, I have my gifts, but uh, you guys have your own special uh, flavor that you, you bring to the planet and it's necessary. And uh, thank you for everything that you're doing and uh, bringing to the plate for this ascension process and uh, holding the frequency. And yeah, not like, like I said, not every day's a, a great day, but you know, it, uh, most of them are, are, and uh, it's always a choice, but uh, come together and uh, keep raising the vibration and, and loving each other up. Probably what I would That's you know? beautiful, John. And I, I wanted to take the time and really thank you so much for, uh, you know, friending me and, and agreeing to come on the show. And I hope in the near future, you know, sometime next year that you'll come and be a guest again. Oh, I love it some of your newest pieces and where life is taking you because you're just a beautiful soul and oh, i love sharing you with the world you're amazing beautiful maybe next show i can uh, uh set up the camera and really show some of my techniques and kind of the behind the scenes when i'm making a piece i think that'd be fun Oh, I think that would be fabulous, you know, right. and I, I'm just, I, I, I'm, I like to say thank you for honoring yourself. Uh, when you told the story about how, you know, you were doing the medical marijuana and it just, you, you listened to your body and said, Hey, I got to get out of this. Yep. And you went and, and you, you listened to yourself and you started creating these beautiful amulets to help other people. So thank you. Yeah. I had that, you know, everybody uh, comes to some sort of ending with uh, whatever they're doing, I feel like. And yeah, take the chance and, and uh, just uh, move through the, the tension membrane that we have to starting something new. And uh, I think the secret is to uh, when you start something new, it's uh, allow yourself to just be a genius at it. Don't say, oh, my God, I got, you know, this, there's a learning curve. I get it. But just uh, have that that thought that's going through. You said, "I'm already good at this. I'm I'm already have you know. There's a reason why I'm attracted to this, and I should just take the chance and and um, give it a try, even if it's just for 15 minutes a day." <laughs> okay. Yes, exactly. Well, thank you. We're going to be ending this show right now. Uh, Thanks, again, everybody. yeah. Thank you, John, so much for agreeing to come on the show and, 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 and as a future guest, we're going to love to have you back here. And I want to remind, yeah. And I want to remind our listeners that next week we have uh, Dr. Jamie McLaughlin on the show. That's going to talk about health and your spirituality. So you guys have a great night. Thank you for joining us and uh, namaste. <laughs> <laughs> love you guys. Have a good one.